You are listening to Conversations on the Rocks, the podcast where my guest determines the topic. This week, I welcome back Blanca Cobb. Everybody seems to be on the video bandwagon these days, and not everyone is doing a very good job at it. So Blanca's going to talk a little bit about how not to suck on video. So grab your favorite cocktail or a cup of joe and let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Dokus, and you are listening to the Conversations on the Rocks podcast, where my guests choose the topic. And this week, we are talking again with international body language megastar, Miss Blanca Cobb. And we're going to talk about something that she is very adept at, and that is how to not suck on video. Especially right now, everyone is doing video, 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 whether you're Zooming, whether whether you're Instagramming, whether you're doing it for fun or for work. And a lot of you really suck at it. And Blanca is going to help you not suck so bad. Hi, Blanca. Hey, Kristen. (laughs) Did you like that introduction? I I did. I can't help but laugh. (laughs) That was awesome. And because it's so true. So many people do suck on video right now. And it's like, ouch. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like when you, when somebody's like not paying attention and they're walking and they're paying attention to their phone and you know they're about to trip and you're like, you cringe for them, but you still see it happen. That's exactly what happens to me when I'm watching these videos. It's like, and look, they're a hot mess. People are trying to be their best. People are trying to be their best, but the thing is they just don't know how to be their best on video. Right. Well, it's that old adage, you don't know what you don't know. But you right. Don't and know. so absolutely. And there and I'll admit, and you know, as a as a digital marketing professional, a social media p- mm-hmm. professional, trying to encourage brands and bloggers and et cetera to to do more video. And I have been, I'm, I'm telling them like, you've got a, ca- a a camera in your hand, in your hand, just okay. do it. Right. I think people are taking that just a little bit to the extreme right now. Now that there is just do it if it's personal and you really don't care and it's for fun. However, what we're going to talk about a little bit more today is for those that are trying to um, enhance their brand or enhance the, you know, boost that. So those are the ones. So why don't we get started? And I want you to talk about the book that you're writing currently to address that. And I don't know um, how many chapters that are involved in that. Um, And maybe we can just do, uh, you can absolutely direct this, but you know, what are the top five sins that people are making? Or, you know, what are the seven deadly sins that people are making that you're seeing and that you're going to help them correct? Oh, yes. The the title is how not to suck on video. I also have a how not to suck on TV version for experts and authors and speakers who want to get on television. But this is specifically video. So these are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. These are executives, business managers, whoever speaks to other people in business. And that's pretty much everybody, right? Yep. So how do you come across? Because one thing that I am noticing now that everything is virtual, so there's no face-to-face, but everything is online now. What you were talking about, Zoom calls. So people are having like virtual town halls because there are no conferences. No one is traveling. Or there are people who are on Instagram, like you said, because they're talking about their services or they're talking about their products. The problem is they don't know what they're doing and they're coming across as a train wreck. And you might think that's funny, but the damage. So if you think of a damage of train wrecks, that's no different than what's going to happen to your brand after business goes back to normal, whatever that's going to look like. Oh, and because you're the, go ahead. I'm sorry, I was gonna say, and because we know it's not going to um, go back to normal. You know, when we talked about this briefly in the last time you mm-hmm. were on the show. And I, I think one thing that this virus has proven is that 
people can work remotely. But there's something else that's interesting is we're, I think we're going to see a lot of interviews. But I mean, there's a perfect example of why you don't want to blow it on video, right? People are doing mm-hmm. job interviews. So you've got to make a good Absolutely. first impression. I mean, I think you use that you wouldn't walk into a an interview or a business meeting wearing bunny slippers. So you've got to dress the part. <laughs> because I, I think if you dress the part, you feel the part. Absolutely. And you give the impression of that part. Yeah. You have to dress for your profession. You really do. So you don't think a doctor is going to walk into your room, right, in the exam room in in flip-flops and ripped up shorts. They don't give a very professional look. There's nothing wrong with flip-flops and ripped up shorts. That's for the beach. That's for a different environment. So you really have to dress the part because it's all about first impressions about impressions. Look, just because it's online makes it no different than if it's offline. If you're if you're face to face, you're not going to go and meet somebody. If you want to impress somebody, you really have to look the part. So you're not going to go meet a, a prospective date. Let's say you're going to make this personal. You're going to look your breath, your best, right? Right. You are. It's just it's human nature. So it doesn't my point is it doesn't matter what the medium is. In this case online, if it's video conferencing or you're making videos, to talk about your product, yourself, or your services, or even your company. It's that impression. And that is really, really important. And I'm seeing a lot of people do virtual dating right now. I'm not, I'm not down for that. I'm kind of enjoying letting my skin renew itself. <laughs> it, uh-huh. It's taken a lot for me to do full hair and makeup these days. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so what are some tips that you have? Well, one thing, the biggest mistake in my opinion, and I've been doing TV for eight years. So let me start with that. I've been doing TV for eight years now. I've been on huge shows like the Steve Harvey show, the Today Show, Megan Kelly Today, Dr. Drew, Dr. Oz, the doctors, and the list goes on. Plus, I work at a CBS affiliate and I'm on every week. I'm telling you this for a reason. I know what I'm talking about. I get the insider scoop because I've worked with so many different interviewers, TV hosts, anchors, news directors. I get, the, I know what they're looking for. So it may not be TV world, but it's still in front of a camera and you still want to have that best impression. So one mistake that I see consistently is that people don't know how to be themselves on camera. It's intimidating. When they see... Th- it's very intimidating. It, you don't know where you're looking. Like if you're doing, if you're using your phone, an iPhone, it's like, where exactly am I supposed to look? How am I supposed to be comfortable? Particularly if you have no one to play off of and it's just you talking. It, when people don't act like themselves. So part of what I do when I work with people is that I have exercises that you will do so you become more comfortable and you become like yourself in real person. It's easy to say, just act like yourself. What does that really look like? What does that really sound like? And what does that really feel like when you're on camera? So that's, to me, that is the biggest mistake because then they start talking in a very different way or they start using terminology like the exponential to the excretential or to the whatever, right? They start using these crazy words. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how you have a conversation with somebody. Right. Unless you're in a tech field and you're talking to someone who understands and speaks the same technical language, that's different. But if you're trying to reach your audience and you're trying to get new customers, no, that's not how you do it. You don't want to be intimidating. You need to be relatable. Right. That's the biggest key. Well, you have to be relatable. Absolutely. But I'm going to disagree with you in some sense that I, there are some people that definitely should not be themselves. They need to be. They need to be nicer. Like you had a a just a great. Those that are very intimidating, and you know, if you come across as very 
brash, then please don't be yourself. <laughs> please find please, that's true. Please find the ni- nicer true. version of yourself. So I think you you bring up a really good point. Yeah, I think I know for me, and, and I'm I'm guarantee you that you have that in there. I have to almost be put myself into the point where I'm like almost talking to someone like they're five and be very excitable and be, you know I there's definitely certain tweaks that I make to myself um, because I know that if I just am myself, then I'm going to ramble on and ramble on and I'm going to talk fast and people are going to be like, whoa, <laughs> they're not going to, they're not going to get one thing out of it. But I definitely, there are some people that I know out there in the world that I would definitely not want them to be themselves. I want them to be nicer. That is a really good point. But most people are very shy or they don't know how to do it or they don't, you know, they, they come across a little more reserved than what they need to be. But you bring up a really good point because there's some people who think, you know, I'm it. I know it. You should be listening to me. And so they come across more in an intimidating way, exactly what you're talking about. So thanks for bringing that up. Smile. If more- oh, my God. <laughs> yes. But the flip side of that, Kristen, is there's some people who will smile the entire time. And I'm like, really? You don't smile when you talk to a friend for 15 minutes straight. No, no you don't. No. You do not. So that's what I'm talking about. That, that, that goes into what? My bigger point. You're not being authentic. You're not being really you. Right. I just find if I smile, at least try to, you know, throughout any of my videos that it makes it more upbeat. Mm-hmm. I come across nicer. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. But you have to think about it. And this isn't about you. This is the universal you. So if you're talking about something serious, you don't need to be smiling. Right. Because then it's like, why the hell is that even happy? What, what What's funny about that? That's what it confuses people. So it has to match. And that's what we call what? Reading the room. Yeah. Exactly. Reading the room. So one thing that I do tell people also is that you have to have a plan. You just don't press the yes, button. Yes. Now, when it comes to business, there'll be some people out there be like, totally disagree. I'm like, nope, all you got to do is press the button and record. No, I disagree. It depends on what your intent is. Any more than if you're in real life and you're in a board meeting or you're presenting to a new client, you're not going to wing it. At least you shouldn't if you think you're going to make the sale. Absolutely. And rehearse. You have to be prepared. Absolutely, you do. And after this doesn't do it for the one time and then they're up there and they're polished. Absolutely not. Any more than an athlete does. I'm trying to. You have, you have to, you have to be very comfortable. And I'll tell you this, the more comfortable you are in, in your skill set, mm-hmm. the more comfortable you're going to be yes. on camera. Yes. And that's what I've always told my clients. Again, going back, just do it. Just start doing it. I'm not saying necessarily mm-hmm. produce those. However, if you just start doing it, you get more comfortable with it and you get a routine down. But I swear, I, even I, after doing it for, for many years, I still write it out. Because you, you just when you start doing it, at least for me, it doesn't matter how many times you've rehearsed it. At some point, you're going to trip yourself up. Yes. The thing that I would tell people to be careful about is if you write it out, you don't want to read it. Because no. what happens is people get very robotic and it sounds like they're reading a story and they don't have an inflection in their voice. Right. It's crazy. It, I mean, it truly, it sounds crazy. You're like, what is wrong with that person? Absolutely. It's, 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 how, it's how it comes across. So when I talk to my own coaching clients, this is what I say. I'm like, you know how you have a friend and you know how they act. But when they start acting funny, you're like, whoa, what's up? Why are you talking that way? You've never talked that way before. Why are you doing it now? Why are you acting that way? You didn't used to act that way. What's going on? So when you notice that in real life with people, it's the same thing. People are going to notice that about you on camera. So even if they don't know you, they're going to say that's bizarre. People don't typically talk that way or sound that way or act that way. Right. And it's because of the nervousness. So what else? What's another tip? Let's see. Oh, nervousness. 
people get nervous and it, you can tell in their voice because they can get like very quiet or talk really fast or their just voice sounds shaky. Their voice can sound, sound shaky. So there's some exercises that you can do to calm your voice, to get your voice ready before you go on camera. And don't sit there and go, oh, Blanca, this isn't a production. I'm not talking about that. It's still being your best self on camera. Along, along the lines with nervousness, nervousness, people don't know what to do with their body language. Like, what do I do with my hands? Mm, I do that constantly. What do I do with good, my yeah, hands? Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what to do with my hands. Because what I will see on video, people act so stiff. And they don't know where to position the video because then I see all face. Right. And I'm like, no, that's, that's <laughs> not how you talk to somebody in real life. At least not in a business setting, you shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Nobody. So you need- don't want to do, right, you don't need to do that on camera either. So when people get nervous, it's amazing how it'll impact their body language and it'll impact their voice, which in turn impacts their comfort level. And keep this in mind for everybody out there, how you present yourself on video makes an impression where someone's going to trust you. So if you get up there rambling and there's no sense, rhyme or reason to what you're saying, you don't seem comfortable, then guess what? How is someone going to trust what you're really selling or who you are if you don't even seem comfortable in what you're talking about or comfortable with yourself on camera? And those first impressions will last. Think about first impressions in real life that you have with people. They're hard to shake. It's no different on camera. Absolutely. Having said this, this doesn't mean you can't mess up. Anyone can go to my Instagram right now or my YouTube channel or Facebook, just at Blanca Cobb, because I'm doing this thing, 20 questions, because I think we need something fun that's a diversion, a distraction from everything that's going on. So I'm doing it because it is fun. I think that we should get to know each other. However, for the people who I coach, the thing is go look at these videos and see how natural I am. They're not perfect. You'll hear me a stumble here or there, but it's not constant. It just is a reflection of real life. Also, these are more of a personal get to know Blanca type of video. Mm-hmm. So they're not professional, mm-hmm. but you get a sense of how to really be yourself, what that looks like. It's easy to say be yourself. But again, what does that really look like or sound like or feel like when you're on camera? And that's what I work with people on. And I think that, that's such a great point as far as the perfection. You're, you're not perfect when you're speaking you know, face to face with a friend. So it's okay if you have a little bit to stumble there. It's not. And that's why I think a lot of people get so either they avoid it altogether, taking the step into video, or they hate it because they feel like they have to nail it. And, you know, so they'll get it and it'd be almost perfect until the last five seconds. And then they say something and they're like, oh, now I got to do it again. No, you don't. It's okay. I'm Eugene B. Sims and my award-winning blog, wheelersdog.com is now a full-fledged podcast. Wheeler's Dog Podcast, available anywhere you get podcasts and YouTube. It's how you handle it. It is absolutely how you handle it. What happens a lot of times that I see on video, people will make a mistake and it changes their affect for the rest of the video. They're Mm -hmm. pissed. Yeah. They're not smiling anymore. And I'm like, really? Because what's that really saying is about you can't handle your emotions very well. So if you can't handle your emotions very well on video, how is it going to be like to really work with you? Or how might you be like as a boss or as a coworker? You have to think of the bigger picture and the impact that it gives people. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. You know, think about if you were to see somebody in real life and you didn't know who they were, you saw them at a distance and they were yelling at somebody. Right. And you're like, wow. And like the next day or later on, you run into that person and they're really nice and friendly to you. But in the back of your mind, what are you thinking? The, they were yelling. Wow. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> it's that first impression. Yeah. Yeah. So impactful. So when shooting video, whether it's just across the board, whether it's professionally or personally, um, do you have a preference over standing, sitting? Great question. For me, I'm a stander. Yeah, I am I too. love to stand, but that's just me. For other people, they may not like it as much. They might prefer to sit down. So it's really an issue of comfort and how you can be your best self. I, I like to stand because I will move around, but it doesn't come across as like I'm jittery or I'm nervous. There's sometimes you'll actually see me move closer or further away from a camera. This depends on what I'm talking about, but that's who I am anyway as right. a person. Yes, you're very so I'm going to go ahead and tattle. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're very, very expressive. expressive. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you about my baseline. If you see me not talk with my hands, that's an uh-oh moment. Right. Like what's going on with Blanca? Something's up with her. Absolutely. I may not know what's going on, but she's not feeling okay right now because her hands are not moving. I am the same way. I have a cousin who (laughs) always teases me. She's like, I really think if we made you sit on your hands, you would not have the ability to speak. And she's yeah. right. She's right. I mean, oh I'm a flailer. I mean, my hands are all over the place. I I, I think I was misborn. I should have been an, an Italian. <laughs> okay, well, give us some tips. Well, Latinos do it too. <laughs> it's all it's all that hot blood. So give us an example. So if um, going back to uh, what you said earlier about the hands. So say and I know I know what you do. And I, I learned this from you. This is what I do now too. So you're you're fil- doing video and you've chosen to stand. What do you do with your hands? You want to keep them relaxed or you want to see the natural curvature in your hands. You don't want to have them straight. You don't want to have them looking stiff. The one thing about hand movements is to think about this, think about it this way. It's like a nonverbal highlighter of what you're saying. So it can accentuate different points. It can use as anchoring to help people remember what you're saying. So there has to be a rhyme and reason to it. So it isn't like a composer here where a certain word goes with a certain gesture. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is if you're saying something that is really important and you're going to slow down and say it just a little bit, then you can use your hand movement with it. So not only do they hear it, but then they can see it. That That is really important. And then really make sure that your hands are relaxed. You want to see the natural curvature of the fingers. You can have them by your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly if you're standing and you don't have anything to lean on. And then sometimes if you see me on camera, when I do my TV segments, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't leave them by my side. I'll have them like bent at a 90 degree angle at my, at my waist. And then one might be down and the other one might be up. But if you if you watch, you'll still see the natural curvature of my hand. They don't look stiff and it doesn't look weird. It looks like someone who's just holding their hands. Right, know? right. It's just out. It's comfortable. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key with hands. So what happens a lot of times is people get nervous. They'll start playing with their fingers. They'll start flicking fingernails or playing with their cuticles. The thing is, they don't even realize because it's a self-soothing behavior. Right. They're trying to find a way to calm down. You know, I can get through this, but they're not consciously aware that they're doing it until they either catch themselves or somebody points it out or they see themselves on video and they're like, oh my gosh, was I really doing that? Yeah. I know when I catch myself flailing about using too much um, hand hand gestures, I, um, and I can't remember, is, is, is it the preachers? What's the term that you taught me? The, um, the, the, is it like the, the preacher's triangle or whatever, you know, where you put your hands. The steeple, the hand steeple? Yes. Yes. That. The hand steeple. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's when I catch myself doing too much hand motions and arm movement, I will purposely do that because I don't, I don't, I don't like having my hands down by my side. I just don't think that's looks very natural. At least it's not natural for me. 
And that's the key. And then here we go with baseline. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's a good point. It's what is comfortable, what is natural for you. Because, and that's different for everybody. But the hands, people, so that's where your fingertips are touching. Mm-hmm. And there's a space in between your palms. So this comes across as confidence. You know, you have a purpose. Listen to me. It conveys some authority and some trust there also. So it's good. The problem with that is when people do it the whole time. Anymore, like when I say when you're talking and you you do the palms up. So when you have palms up, that means you have nothing to hide, right? right. That you're being open and you're being frank. But the thing is, you when you talk to somebody, you don't have your palms up for the whole conversation. <laughs> Unless you're asking <laughs> them for something. <laughs> right, right. Unless you're begging the whole time. So that's what I'm talking about, the natural. So when people work with me, I break it down. Like, what does this look like? And then I find out what people's baseline is on camera. Because I got to know what what I'm working with because everybody's different. And then from there, I pull out your strengths because we want to hone out your strengths and then your weaknesses. How can I, how can we change it for you? For one, you're more comfortable. And two, when you're nervous, what you can do, what's a substitute behavior that still comes across, but nobody's really going to know that you're uncomfortable, that you're nervous. Let's talk a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Were you done? God, I thought oh, we were wrapping up anyway. Okay. Um, so let's talk about something that a lot of people and um, my ex-husband uh, made a uh, com- brought this up the other day um, that mm-hmm. he noticed that they're doing all their team meetings, obviously on Zoom. And apparently one of the guys uh, he was telling me uh, did it from his bedroom and <laughs> behind him, he could see that the guy had not made his bed. So let's talk about the environment. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you bring it up because the background is important. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you do not need a, a fancy background. You don't. It just needs to look clean, clean. and neat. Clean and neat. I'm working for uh, WFMY News too. So I do my segments from home now and I'm in my kitchen and in a certain part of my kitchen, you can see cabinets behind me and you can see part of my oven and microwave. But it's neat. It's clean. Right. And and that's it. So it doesn't have, my point is it doesn't have to be fancy, but it doesn't need to be distracting. And that's the problem. When it's distracting, yes. some people will actually have the damn toilet behind them with the seat up. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? No, 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 no. But people are not thinking about that. So it's that situation. I think we talked at one point, Kristen, he said, you don't know what you don't know, which is a phrase I use a lot too. You don't know what you don't know. So I have to break it down that way. So in the background cannot be distracting. It just cannot be. And because that's the only thing that you're going to focus on. Yes. No one's going to listen to what you have to say, no matter what, how you're saying no, it. No. And you could be juggling and people are like, what, what is that behind her? What, what is that? And you know, they're actually like, they're going to try to look around you, even though you're on a video to get a better look to see what is behind you. Clothes on the floor. Yeah. No, no, no. A shoe that's thrown out. I mean, you can have your kids toys, whatever. Look, you know, I'm going to tell you a secret right now. Push everything to the side. Yes. Just get it out of view. Well, and if you the, don't have time to have a clean room, straighten it up. Just push everything out of the way. And what kills me is that most of us are doing it. I, I know if I'm do, shooting real video, I'm doing it from my computer, right? So whenever I open it up, it's it's I'm looking at myself, which means I can see behind me. And I always make mm-hmm. sure that whatever is in that shot in that window is mm-hmm. cl- like, like you just said, is clean, it's neat, and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, you can't see it. And if that means you just literally push it all off to the side, that's fine. But look at your environment. I cannot tell you how many, you. I, whether it's just personal or professional, looking at these video streams that 
I'm, I'm going, my God, have you ever picked up anything in your life? And I don't care what they're talking. It could be the most fascinating thing in the world, but my yeah. eyes are going every other place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, and I'll change it up too. So when I'm on TV, I'm doing my segments from home. It's always the same background, at least as for now. I don't know if I'll change it up. But when I'm doing other just videos for my business, you'll see me outside. You'll see me, I'll have, sometimes I have a a brick background. It's just part of my house or I'm on my front porch or I'm in a park. I can't go to the park now, but I'm just talking about <laughs> before this pandemic. Right, right. As long as it's clean and it's neat and it's not distracting. So you do not, if you're outside, you're like, oh, Blanca, that's a great idea. I'm going to go outside. If you have kids yelling in the background mm-hmm. or you have a dog that it will not be quiet, no, 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 no. Because what it serves as a distraction. I'm not talking about perfection here. People need to be able to focus on you and what you're saying and the information you're conveying. That's what's important. That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't <laughs> have those distractions. Right. You just can't. Right. Okay, we got a few. And, oh, I'm sorry. Go, let, oh, let me give you an example. It's like when you see somebody and they have spinach in their teeth and you don't tell them. You're not paying attention to what the hell they're talking about because <laughs> you're staring at the spinach in their teeth and you don't have the guts to go, oh, excuse me, um, I need a toothpick. You don't do that. You stare at their teeth. And not everybody's a good enough friend to tell you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they're that's just mean. <laughs> right. But, but, but that's my point. You stare at the distraction. You're not listening to the person. It's the same thing that happens online. They're going to stare at the messy bed. They're going to stare at the toys on the floor. They're going to stare at the toilet seat up. And they're not going to pay attention to you. Different than, and, than that. And it's going to tank your credibility. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't come across what? as professional. Exactly. All right. We got a couple of more minutes. So let's, as we start winding this down, you have any other extra tips that you want to give, but I definitely want you to uh, take a few minutes and tell everyone again, how they will be able to get the book and when we can expect to see it and how to stay in touch with you. You can stay in touch with me at Blanca Cobb. So on Facebook, it's Blanca Cobb, body language expert on Instagram and YouTube. It's it's, uh, at Blanca Cobb. That's where you will find uh, my segments. You will find my information. You can go to my website, BlancaCop.com. The book, the ebook is How Not to Suck on Video. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break everything down about what makes good video, what makes bad video. Uh, I'm going to use myself because I can pick on myself. And I've got no problem with that. And then I'm going to have tips in there for you how to come across your best self. Not perfect, but your best self. And then how to handle mistakes. So it isn't about perfection, but you're going to screw up on camera and you don't, you're not going to want to do it again. Sometimes there's no need to do it again. So I'm going to help you. You shouldn't have that, that desire to be perfect because, you, as you know, it's a very hard standard to, to live up to. And it's not real. No one is perfect. And so the book should be coming out maybe in a month. I'm going to be doing some live courses that people can join on also. And it's going to, I'm going to be breaking down a concept a week for like four weeks. So they can go to my website or you can find me on Instagram or wherever and just let me know. Or you can email me, Blanca at BlancaCobb.com and say, hey, I heard you on Kristen's podcast. How do I sign up? How do I find out more information? <laughs> yes. And I will include all of that in the show notes, too, of how to get hold of oh, you. Perfect. So I want to throw one idea in there if you haven't addressed this in Ooh, your book. Yes. And you can is one of the things I know you're this piece of it. I I want everybody to have fun with it. But one of the ways you can Mm -hmm. have fun with it is to save some of the bad stuff and make blooper reels. I mean, really, it's one of my favorite things to do. I actually Mm -hmm. came across one from a few years ago when the girls and I were doing a a shabby chic kind of um, makeover. And sometimes the blooper reels are even more fun than (laughs) the actual video. Don't promote them. But it's fun. It's, It's fun. I guess my point being is it's okay to make fun of yourself. 
Absolutely. That's why I'll use myself as an example with, with some of my interviews. I mean, Lord, I've actually had a mic drop on set on air. I remember that. that. I was trying so hard <laughs> to hold on and then I couldn't. And then it is bam. And I just, and then people always thought they're like, you just had this relief. You're just like, <sighs> I did. I just took a deep breath. Out. What could you do? I, there was nothing I could do, but just move on with it. And and that's and that's what I'll teach you. I, I will teach you so much that I've learned behind the scenes with my eight years of, of being on camera on all these big shows and, and even where I work now, which I'm very fortunate to do, which I love. I mean, I'm always learning, always learning. And so my knowledge is your knowledge. Well, and we appreciate that you shared it with us because you are right. You are definitely a good person to a great person to be um, sharing that kind of information. And I appreciate that you came and shared it with the, everyone here today. And oh, uh, absolutely. good luck on getting the rest of the book written. And um, I guess until the next time we decide that we're going to chat, we are going to sign off today. Thanks, Blanca. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And that, my friends, is a wrap on this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. You can get all of the episodes at conversationsontherocks.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, and that's at Kristen Dokas, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-A-U-K-A-S. Until next week, keep it real, and let's hear what your story is. Music.